0: G'day, welcome back. This is Darren Mitchell and you're listening to another episode of the Exceptional Sales Leader Podcast. So great to have you on board for yet another episode. Uh, Trust wherever you are in the world, you're doing really, really well. And as we move closer to the end of the week, I wanted to record a podcast. just had some thoughts today out of a workshop uh, about mastering a certain skill that I think all leaders, specifically sales leaders, but I guess if we actually uh, expand that out to all people, if we wanted to increase our level of influence, then mastering this skill is an absolute must. And it's a skill that unfortunately is often overlooked, and many people think that they are great at this skill, but when it comes to uh, actually activating this skill and demonstrating this skill, uh, I've got to say, the majority of people fall short. Now, I just finished a workshop with a great group of people. It was an online workshop, and yes, we're still doing online, and that's a uh, I think moving forward, I've been doing for the last five years most of my workshops face to face, but I think over the last two years in particular, it's transferred to 99.9% being online, albeit since uh, November, been able to get back and do some face to face stuff, which has been fantastic getting people back into the room, but uh, still a lot of online work, which is great because I get to speak to people from all different parts of the country and certainly different, different organizations that ordinarily they would have to spend money to travel into town or I'd have to spend money to travel into their town. So... It's a lot more efficient. Anyway, I digress. The purpose of the workshop today is we're working with a group of people and we're exploring emotional intelligence. Now, I've I've talked about emotional intelligence a number of times on this podcast, and I think it's one of the most important topics that us as leaders can get really dialed in on and get better at because uh, I've got to say, my experience dealing with leaders for many, many years and certainly working with leaders in a coaching and mentoring capacity over the last five or so years. It's, uh, it's really interesting to notice and observe the number of leaders who believe they have a very high level of EQ or emotional intelligence, but they're demonstrating anything but. And what I really love about running these sort of workshops is the people that attend have a voracious appetite to learn more about what emotional intelligence is all about and are receptive to the idea that perhaps, just perhaps, they've got some areas to work on to improve their level of emotional intelligence, which can by default increase their level of ability to influence others. Now, there's one specific skill set within all of this I wanna talk about today, but before we do, it was really refreshing to hear the guys today talk about uh, some of their experiences, but also some of their not so great experiences when it comes to leading their teams and influencing others. And as context for the skill I'm gonna talk about, I wanted to set, I guess, the foundation for what the four key categories of emotional intelligence are, and this is based on the work of Daniel Goleman And if you haven't read his book, Emotional Intelligence, then I highly recommend. It is a phenomenal, phenomenal book. So there's four key categories that he talks about around emotional intelligence, which include self-awareness, self-management, social awareness, and relationship management. And when I share this with groups, it's uh, not, not surprising, but many people believe, yep, intellectually, I get this. Intellectually, I believe I'm doing all these. But when we delve a little bit deeper and really analyze people's behaviors, it's it's often that people have deficiencies or blind spots in one, two, three, or in some cases, four areas, and certainly as leaders, we need to get better at mastering the fundamentals of these four key categories, and I want to delve one into one specific skill set within one of these categories that I believe can elevate your influence more than anything now, so, talk about self awareness first of all. And one of the things that I often find in leaders, and particularly sales leaders who have, say, and I don't want to be disparaging, oh, and this could be sounding like a gross generalization, which it probably is, but a lot of technical salespeople who end up being technical sales directors are very focused on detail and very focused on, I guess, the IQ side of things. And their level of self awareness is probably not as high as it could be. However, Many of these people believe that they are fully, fully self-aware. Now, it was interesting when I was talking about self-awareness today with his group, many of them shared how they believed that they were self-aware, but when we asked them questions, they started to think, well, maybe, just maybe there's a percentage of improvement I have within me that can elevate my leadership even further. So when we're talking about self-awareness, this is about having a level of, uh, first of all, self-confidence, so being confident and comfortable being in any, environment and being aware of the surroundings first of all but more specifically your reactions and responses to that particular environment so being aware of your emotional state in those particular situations and as we articulated this morning probably more than anything around the awareness part is being able to uh, language what the emotion is so many people feel stuff but often when people are asked how they are, they'll respond by saying things like, I'm good, great, no bad, not bad, or whatever the case might be. Really being able to analyze how you're feeling, what your emotional state is right now, but then being able to articulate that, irrespective of whether it's good, bad, or indifferent, just being able to articulate that is a great uh, demonstration of a level of self-awareness. Now, it doesn't have to be always being positive. It's a case of whatever your feelings you're feeling, because as we know, emotions and feelings are quite transient, and they come and go. But a person who is really self-aware can understand what those emotions are, can articulate them, and then based on the behaviors that often come from that emotion, they can understand how that behavior can impact other people, whether it be collectively or individually. So self-awareness is a really, really important part that makes up a leader's or anybody's makeup when it comes to influencing other people. The second category of EQ is self-management. So based on your level of self-awareness, around your emotion how that plays out in terms of the impact of the behaviors that it has on other people how do you manage that how well can you control those emotions can you choose your responses in situations or are you at the mercy of your emotions and therefore start reacting to things and in many cases externalizing things and that that's where blame comes into it and that's where externalization and causing and you're at at basically the effect of other things happening so a person who is Self-aware is also working on a level of self-management because they can control their emotions, they demonstrate levels of integrity, they accomplish things, they adapt to situations, they can read the play which gets into the social awareness part, but they get on really well with other people so they can adapt their communication style. So being self-aware is the first key part. Being able to then manage that and manage yourself in those situations that you find yourself in is the next key category of emotional intelligence, which then links to the third one, which is social awareness. And if there was one area that I think uh, the majority of leaders could work on when it comes to emotional intelligence, if there was one, it would be this one. Being able to read the play, being able to empathize with other people, being able to see things as other people potentially see them and not necessarily projecting what they believe to be true on a situation. So being able to read the bigger picture, really listening for what's being said, and hearing what's been said and therefore interpreting it based on facts, so not letting emotions take over but looking at things as pragmatically as possible so that they can actually read what is actually going on. And I've got so many examples that I can share with people in whether it be business situations or in some cases social situations as a part of a business such as entertaining clients at, uh, at events, at corporate events where some individuals perhaps didn't demonstrate the level of social awareness that we believe they should have. And based on their behavior and based on their inability to read the play, caused not only themselves a bit of a disservice in terms of impacting their, I guess their profile, but also impacting the ability of the organization to influence particularly customers when it comes to doing business. So being socially aware is an absolute must. And the last one, the last category is relationship management. So putting all of it together Based on your level of self-awareness, your ability to self-manage and get along with other people, being aware of the situations you find yourself in, how good are you at facilitating relationships? How well do you influence people? Can you cultivate those relationships? Can you collaborate? Can you adjust your communication style? And do you have confidence being able to build relationships with people who are different to you, who might have different perspectives, but you can do that anyway and get a win-win outcome? So those four key categories are key. There's one skill that I want to talk about which underpins a lot of this. And it's a skill set that is often overlooked by many people. And when you hear this, you probably think, "Oh, this this can't be, this cannot be, the skill set that you believe mastering this will actually increase your influence." But I guarantee you, based on experience and based on having witnessed this many, many times, this is a skill set that is massively, massively underrated. And that skill set is. Listening. Now, you might be sitting there listening and saying, oh, that cannot possibly be true. Surely the elevation of your influence comes through being able to articulate a message and be able to communicate and all that sort of stuff and overcome objections and whatever else we do in sales. And yes, to some degree that is true. However, if you look at everything, if you look at most of the problems that exist, whether it be relationships between professional people, relationships between intimate partners, relationships between countries, a lot of it comes down to a lack of understanding and where the lack of understanding often originates from is the inability of one or both parties to be able to actively listen. Now, I teach this a lot when it comes to leadership because it's such an important and fundamental skill set that if we get really, really good at this, this can make the difference that makes all the difference to our ability to influence people. And the key thing to understand is when it comes to listening, the, the listening skill set is just that. It is a skill set that can be developed. Hearing, on the other hand, is a physical... Activity, So we physically hear, but as to whether we actually listen is another thing entirely. So how many times have you actually listened to somebody speak and you heard all the words, but were you actually listening to the point where you could recite the key messages out of that? Another classic example is the first time you meet somebody, how quickly do you actually forget the person's name? If you like most people, it's within the first couple of minutes. So the act of listening is a really, really important skill because when you think about it, what people say and what people hear are two completely different things. So there's a bit of a there's a bit of a, a model that I often share with teens where it talks about what people say. Uh, there's a frame of what people say. There's also a frame of what you hear based on what people say, and there's only a small percentage that overlaps to the point where there is a mutual agreement between what a person actually says and what you actually heard. So most of the communication that we hear, we don't actually listen to. So the objective of great listening is to actually close the gap. So that there's a higher percentage of what a person says is what you actually heard because you're listening. Now in order to understand that, in order to move towards that, we need to understand there's a number of different levels of listening that exist. And I wanna go through these really quickly to give you a sense of what are the four different levels are that people actually execute when it comes to listening but also think about where you might sit on these four levels and what sort of improvement you've got to make because if you can improve your level of listening and your listening capabilities i will guarantee that will transfer to you being able to increase and elevate your level of influence with any audience that you're talking with and communicating with so the first level of listening is the lowest form of listening and this is often where people are uh, giving you every indication that they're listening, but they're actually pretending to listen. This is what level number one is, pretending to listen. And you might have experienced this. You're having a conversation with somebody, and for all intents and purposes, they're giving you every indication that they're present, that they're giving you the gift of their attention. Eye contact might be good. Their body language might indicate that they're open and attentive, but they're actually doing anything other than listening. They might even be sitting there and are humming and, are, mm-hmm, mm-hmm, interesting, you might say little things like that but they're off with the fairies. They're thinking about something else. Now, this is the lowest form of listening because it can be quite judgmental and in many cases, quite off-putting. And how do you feel when somebody's sitting there and you're having a conversation and maybe you're sharing some really, really intimate, important information, and when you find out that the other person is actually just pretending to listen, they're not really interested, how does that make you feel? And how likely are you to want to share more information with that particular individual? So the first... Level of listening is one that we want to avoid at all costs. Now, the second level is slightly better, but still nowhere near where we need to be. And this is where we are listening to confirm. And listening to confirm is a really interesting one because often we'll have people in front of us that we're speaking with that we have a certain opinion of or we have a certain belief around. And so what we're doing in this particular level is we're listening for evidence to support what we believe to be true about that individual. And everything else they're saying we are discarding. So when we're talking about the gap between what somebody is saying, what we're hearing, and therefore what we're listening to, the gap is widening. And so we're only listening for evidence to support what I believe to be true about that individual. Now, both Level 1 and Level 2 are quite subjective when it comes to listening, and it certainly won't elevate our ability to influence people. Where we want to get to is Level 3 and Level 4. Now, Level 3, and both Level 3 and Level 4, by the way, are very objective forms of listening. Level three is if we can spend most of our time at level three, because I'll explain why it's difficult to be at level four and to stay at level four. If we can get to level three and and stay there and focus our conscious attention on that, then we'd be doing very, very well and significantly increase our ability to influence others. And that is where we're listening to be very specific and very selective. Now, you might be sitting there thinking, well, how's that different from listening to confirm? Well, it's different in so far as you're paying more attention to the individual you're really training your listening skills and what you're listening for is either key words or key phrases that the person is speaking you're capturing those and then you're wrapping that keyword or that key phrase up in a sentence and you're paraphrasing it back to the individual which will either confirm to them that what they have said has landed which indicates to them that you are listening to them or if there's a bit of a gap, there's also an opportunity to continue that conversation and they can then plug those gaps in, which means there'll be more key phrases that'll either repeat or maybe articulate in a different way, which you'll then take and paraphrase it back so you can actually increase your understanding. So if you're doing this, this is a two-way conversation, which means that you're shortening that gap between what they said and what you heard. So if you can get really good at this, I guarantee your level of influence will exponentially increase, because guess what? Most people spend most of their time at either level two or level one, and they wonder why they're not getting cut through. So level three is where you need to be. Now, level four is, I guess, the utopia. And level four is where you're listening to learn. And you're listening on three planes, the physical, the mental, and the emotional plane. And think about it like this. You would have experiences in your past uh, where you're sitting down with somebody having a conversation, and maybe you're having that conversation in a really busy, noisy environment. But for the time you're having the conversation with that individual, it feels as if you two are the only two people in that environment, and all the noise dissipates to the point where you're fully present with that person and you're listening intently. This is where you actually reach the utopia of listening, but it's hard to get there and stay there because most of us, if not all of us, have voices and conversations playing in our head. So I often ask people when I'm sharing this in a workshop, does anybody here hear voices? Now... Often, I'll get funny mar- remarks and, yeah, I hear voices and it's not my own voice and etc. cetera, et and have a bit of a laugh, but the, when you think about it, it's true. Even when we're sleeping, our mind doesn't rest. It keeps having a dialogue. Often, it'll be processing information from the previous day that we haven't necessarily finalized or solved, so there's always a conversation happening in our head. However, if you can get to the point where just for a small amount of time, you can be 100% fully present to another person, where what they're saying, not only are you hearing it, you're listening to it, and you're listening on all three planes, and they they get this sense of, not only does this person hear me, they get me, they understand me, and in that case, they start to build a level of trust in you. Now, just think about situations where you've had that and you've had that feeling. How does it make you feel when somebody sits down and really listens on this level? Well, I can guarantee you Without even knowing the circumstance, I can guarantee your level of respect and trust in that person goes up exponentially, which, by the way, elevates their ability to influence you because they have been fully present to you. So this is a much, much underrated skill, but it is the fundamental skill that I believe that will elevate our influence quicker than anything else. So you might be sitting there thinking, well, that's all great. How do I do this? How do I improve my listening skills? Well, it's really, really simple. I want you to first and foremost think about the next time you're having a conversation with somebody, it could be today, it could be this afternoon, it could be tomorrow. I want you to remove all other distractions including things like your mobile phone, computer, all that sort of stuff. But also focus your attention on the other person. Give them the gift of your attention and listen intently. For keywords. But also, if you think about it, a conversation is two way. Hence, it's called a conversation because it involves two people, which means you've got to be listening for keywords and then asking questions or paraphrasing back to that individual, which includes those keywords, so that you can give them a sense of not only am I hearing that person, I'm actually listening to what they're saying, which will increase the level of understanding that I have and therefore the level of understanding they have of you. And to say you know, you're also in the process building your emotional intelligent muscle. So that's the key message for today. Master that skill because if you can do that, if you can master the skill of listening and really, really listen. Not just token listening but really, really listen which means it's going to take some conscious effort on your part. Just watch what happens to your ability to influence whether it be an individual, whether it be a small group or whether it be a massive group. Master this and watch what happens almost instantaneously. You may be, just maybe, pleasantly surprise. So there's your challenge. Look at how you can improve your active listening skills by really being present to the individual and being quite selective and quite specific. So I trust that message helps. Trust that resonates. And as a key reminder before we wrap up, if you are committed and passionate about increasing your level of influence and therefore increasing your level of leadership, then I love the opportunity of working with you one-on-one. Simply go to my calendar at leadwithdarren.com. Pick a time that suits. We'll jump on a call, have a conversation about where you're at. What does exceptional leadership look like for you? We'll put a plan together and we'll get started working on that plan as early as either the back end of this week or early next week. So very much look forward to that conversation. And as always, look forward to sharing with you on the very next episode of the Exceptional Sales Leader Podcast. All the best.